What's up, everybody? Welcome back to season eight of the Matt Report. It has been nearly seven months since I've published an episode through this uh, channel. I hope you all still listen to it. I hope you just didn't delete it. Of course, if you did, then we're probably not listening to this. So this is kind of a waste of, of breath. But anyway, welcome back. Season eight of the Matt Report is upon us. Uh, this is going to be a solo show. So I am the uh, I'm the smartest person on the line right now. So if I do apologize if you're looking for somebody a little bit smarter than me to have a discussion with. That's not going to be in this episode. It'll be in the next episode uh, of season eight. And the story arc uh, behind season eight is all about the change in the WordPress space. So, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, is there change? What changes do you see? Um, how do you how are you going to address this in your business? How have you? What does the outlook for WordPress look like in your eyes? Um, a great diverse panel this year. Uh, people that have been doing all sorts of things, client services, products, uh, consultation, uh, SEO, all kinds of things. So I'm super excited to get this out. And uh, we're going to do some uh, the more roundtable approach uh, this season. So collecting a lot of minds at once. I really felt it was I felt it was important for this topic to not just get a one sided conversation. Um, you know, but between me and somebody else, uh, but more of that roundtable discussion. So people could say, yeah, you know, I, I see that point, but here's how I approached it. Or I don't really see a change in WordPress. And, and here's how I've structured my business to sort of, uh, you know, safeguard myself against any kinds of changes in, you know, WordPress software, uh, be it, uh, you know, Gutenberg or something else. So definitely some great, solid uh, discussions um, this season. But of course, I say that we have all these roundtables. The first episode to go out is a conversation between myself and Ryan Sullivan of WP Sitecare. Um, great episode to learn the ins and outs of why he sold uh, WP Sitecare to Southern Web, what that was like, what this transition is like. Now, this was recorded back in Octo uh, in August, excuse me, we're in October now. So maybe things have changed for some of these discussions, but I don't really think so. Um, but again, super excited to get this season uh, off the ground. But since we are just here, you and I, on your commute or your jog or whatever it is that you're doing, uh, I've highlighted a few points that I want to talk about, both uh, about the Matt Report podcast and and sort of, you know, where we all are as you know freelancers, consultants, branding people, agencies, small agencies, whatever it is. Um, I want to talk a lot about sort of content marketing and you know what I've done with this podcast and how I've positioned it and what the future is for it. But just talking about creating content in general and and how hard it is to to keep that going, um, you know, depending on what type of person you are. Now, like I said at the top of the show, it's been almost seven months since I've uh, put out uh, an episode. Number one, super busy. Number two, two very young uh, boys uh, that take up a lot of time. Um, and, you know, three, it's just, man, how much WordPress content can I produce where I just don't get burnt out from it? Now, I'm part of a great Facebook group run by Kim Doyle, content creators group on Facebook. If you're not a part of it, you know, make sure you join and say, hey, listen to my report. And, and he said to join this stuff. Um, but, you know, great supportive community in creating content there. Um, but, you know, as I as we go into now the holiday seasons of 2018 and before you know it, it'll be 2019. It's funny to see marketers that have always, you know, or the, the industry in, in general, right? It was it was super easy back in the day, right? Super easy with air quotes. All you had to do is do some SEO stuff and you would rank. And then it was, well, things are getting pretty tough on SEO, but now there's all these mobile devices. Now you have to have a mobile website, you know, and there was all these big milestones that one could point to where all you had to do was comply with that milestone and, and you would win. Um, nowadays, it's, you know, it's, it's content marketing and it's word of mouth. 
and which is hilarious to me. And we'll save that for another episode. That word of mouth is becoming so important to some big, le- big, uh, you know, high-reaching marketers that are out there in organizations like a HubSpot, like Jay Bear. Um, but the the idea of content marketing is it's so broad, it's so vast, right? And you can approach it um, in so many different ways, and there's so many different ways to measure the success. Now, when I started the Matt Report podcast. You know, years ago, I don't even know, five years now, 300 plus episodes, um, you know, people say to me or always ask me when I'm on other podcasts, hey, did you get an ROI from the Matt Report? Was it worth doing um, this show and why did you do it? So, I mean, really, it was for me to break into the WordPress community. The only way I knew how was to have conversations with people and hopefully just do it at random and see what happens. Now, over the span of these, you know, half a decade, yeah, the show has brought in, you know, multiple six figures worth of business over that time. It's not something I could just point to and say, oh, episode 37, when I talked about this, that's what sold somebody. No, it was the consistency or is the consistency, um, hopefully the intelligent talk right, about WordPress and, and what I can do. Um, you know, I've had a good mix of customers that have come directly to me who are somewhat tech savvy, somewhat in the WordPress space, have listened to my show or saw me talk in a WordCamp you know, listen to a few episodes and we're like, hey, you know, we want to do business with you. Sounds like you know what you're talking about. And yes, they have definitely, you know, signed contracts worth, you know, 15 grand, 20 grand, 50 grand for these web projects that we've had um, that were directly uh, a result of listening to at least a couple episodes of the show. Uh, the flip side of that are all the connections I've made in the agency space. So, um, you know, many people that are running bigger agencies or, or part of big global agencies that have listened to this before say, hey, you know what? You have a smaller agency, here's some business. Uh, it's stuff that we're not going to touch, but we trust you. We think you know what you're talking about. Um, and it's the same thing. We listen to some episodes. You're, you know what you're talking about. And, you know, who else will we trust other than you? And they've sent me business. So definitely a, a direct result. Um, ROI, I should say, uh, on the show. Many of you might have that same approach with a piece of content that you do. So a blog or a podcast or a YouTube channel. Others can directly uh, measure the results by, you know, sales. If you have a e-commerce product, a digital product, a, a membership course, you can probably more easily uh, measure the success um, of that stuff. But again, when people say you should do content marketing to draw a new business, they do kind of tend to avoid the fact that it's going to take some time. Now, I mean, of course, everything's like that. It's going to take some time to grow and all this stuff, but. You know, as I explored the change of WordPress this season, you know, I've seen more people saying, hey, look, uh, the, the well's drying up a little bit. I'm looking for business. Um, you know, can, you know, can anybody, you know, refer a, a, a company to me or do some work for you, whatever it might be. And I think what I see is a lot of people start to look at content marketing like, maybe this will solve my problem. Maybe if I start doing something and creating content, I'm going to land some business. And while it might be true, Maybe start blogging or creating a, a podcast or, or a YouTube channel. Yeah, you can start to get known a little bit. But what happens is um, when most people get into that dip in their creative space or their consultancy, whatever it is, it's already too late to begin the content marketing wheel. And I guess what I'm getting at here is the content marketing stuff takes time and you also have to really niche down to find the right audience. So I, I see a lot of these folks that are online and, and they're really great at social. They're very active on, on Twitter or on Facebook or in Facebook groups, but they're always talking uh, about, you know, just WordPress stuff and not really highlighting themselves and, and seeing, you know, what it is that they can actually really do and bottle it up into a, in a, into a consistent sort of content 
uh, you know, marketing wheel or mechanism or engine, however you want to label it, you know, really something that they could beat the streets with and say, here's what I'm really good at. I'm a high-end JavaScript developer. Uh, I'm a great, you know, front-end developer and here's why, here's all the, you know, the pieces of the puzzle or I'm just a, uh, a really good WordPress uh, experienced user and I'm good at marketing. I have this good message that I think I can really put out there. Uh, and they don't really bottle that up into something uh, consistent. And, you know, myself included, we all sort of get our blinders on sometimes. You start, you know, doing this stuff on social and you sort of happen upon an audience and you don't really realize it. Uh, but, you know, when the time comes where you need a little bit of help, you need people to reach out to. Uh, if you started your, your content marketing game, or at least you're branding yourself a little bit, I know a lot of people are squeamish <laughs> about that. Uh, but if you started it a year ago, you'd be in a much better place. And while I know that sort of measuring the success of content marketing is, is difficult, especially if you're doing just a podcast or even a YouTube channel or whatever it might be, I would argue that there's a lot of opportunity that people aren't tapping into in their local markets. And it's funny how, you know, old things become new, new things become old, that kind of thing. Uh, you know, before the dawn of the internet, everybody was doing, or at least the social networking world, I should say, everybody was, you know, getting a lot of their business in the local economy. And then they realized, hey, I, I don't have to, you know, go to somebody's office anymore. I could service somebody halfway around the world and charge three times as much because this type of customer is, is way better than the pizza shop owner down the street. Um, but I think now in 2018, you can use the fact that a lot of people have caught up in terms of understanding the internet and understanding social, that you could do stuff in person, let's say like a workshop or training or speaking at a local event, and then draw people back to, you know, selling a course or just or doing straight up educational and training work around WordPress or whatever it is that you're really good at, coding, designing, that kind of thing, and doing it in a local environment where you can, you know, fill a room with a few people and make a thousand bucks, you know, in a day. It's it's better than, you know, hoping that somebody's going to show up um, and you're not getting yourself into the doldrums of client work. It's something where you're going in and presenting a topic. So I think there's a lot of wins in the local side uh, that people can really sort of exploit right now. Here's a great example is I've, I've launched a local podcast. Uh, I did a pilot program of uh, four or five episodes uh, right around the time that I ended uh, the Mariport uh, season seven. And uh, I've, I'm already known as a local podcaster. It's crazy. I mean, I've, I had that branding because I, they knew I was the sort of WordPress podcasting guy. Nobody ever in my local market really listened to all of these episodes, you know, like a lot of uh, loyal fans would. Uh, but they knew I did WordPress. They knew I did a WordPress podcast. And yeah, it might have been over their head, but they knew I was that guy that did that. And uh, I recently launched the We Are Here podcast over at southcoast.fm. And again, small pilot program. Here we are six, seven months later. People are saying, hey, can I get on your podcast? Hey, can I, you know, can I get on the show? It's like, well, I, did you realize I haven't published anything in quite some time? And it was all on purpose. I mean, I wanted to try this out. I wanted to see if it worked. And it did. And, and that's sort of a way I, I, I test things. I throw it out and I see if it flies. And if it does, well, maybe we'll, we'll start reinvesting in some better wings to see how far, how far it can go next. Um, but it's, it's crazy how you can brand yourself and position yourself, especially in an untapped local market. But niching down and finding the right stuff to talk about really clicks with people, even though it's scary in the beginning. You know, so I don't know what the 
future holds for Matt Report proper, I guess, right? Where I started the Matt Report because I wanted to break into the WordPress community, and I've always talked about WordPress. And yeah, I've tried to keep things fl as flavorable as, as I possibly can. Um, you know, who wants another WordPress podcast? I know that there's a lot of people out there that do WordPress podcasts and write a lot of WordPress content, but it does burn me out after a while. You know, props to anybody who can just sit there and make tutorials after tutorials and pledge their allegiance to a new page builder every month a new one comes out. But it's not something that I can do uh, or really feel, uh, you know, uh, success with it or, or feel accomplished by creating that type of content. And, um, you know, again, the big thing is a lot of people can sit down and write a blueprint out and map out their content, uh, you know, time block their, their, their calendars and, and create the content in those pockets and then ship it. Um, not, that's not going to happen with me. And if maybe you're like me, I just work within the gaps of time that I have. So this, this solo podcast right now, the, the family's out, they had a doctor's appointments, they're, at, uh, you know, going out doing some errands and things like that. I'm able to get in a podcast, uh, recording before they get home. And actually they might show up you might hear some noise, you know, in the background when they show up, but you know, I'm working with two things when I can create content, I will create content. And I want to create content that that I want to create. You know, there's definitely a school of thought where you can create, you know, tutorial-driven content, how-to content. You can look at keywords. Uh, you can find what people are searching for. You can find what people are talking about in Facebook groups. But then you just become the person who's creating content just for that. And it just becomes so analytical and, you know, just so robotic that I want to do things that I feel good about. Not that I wouldn't feel good about it, but it's just not very creative. Sometimes I just have these thoughts and I want to turn on the camera, record it, and upload it to YouTube, and that's what I do. I'm not really going to push the needle. Sometimes I will. Maybe you know, every tenth piece of content is something I've really thought out or really scripted. Um, but that's not me, which, again, that's good and bad. It's hard to measure. It's hard to see if this is successful. But at the end of the day, if you're keeping it dynamic like hopefully I have, your audience can adjust to the changes. And I really hope that people uh, approach content creation in a way that is manageable, um, but they're, they're creating content that they really want to create because that's when it really works. And I hope that you can find your little niche in your business and your freelance life uh, by creating content and really becoming successful branding yourself so that when the dips do come, you have an audience, you have people that know who you are, um, and you can always try new things and more specifically reach out to your network, to your audience when you need some help. As I invest more into YouTube, and by invest more, I mean just, you know, recording more episodes and buying new cameras for no apparent reason, um, you know, I spend a lot of time watching other YouTube creators just to see, you know, what it is that they do and how they adjust and how they work uh, towards their audiences. And these are people not in the tech space. Um, in fact, I don't really know many folks who do a lot of, you know, internet business marketing stuff on YouTube that aren't just trying to pitch their existing product. Uh, you know, I, I don't really know anybody like that. Um, some of the ones that do it really well, like Chris Doe, I've been following him for quite some time when he used to be paired up with um, Jose Caballero, which I've had on the program before. He might be the only one that puts out really great content uh, he does have a membership. He does have a, a product that he sells, and and it's cool. But the content he puts out is amazing. Of course, there's Gary Vaynerchuk, but you know that's if you want to wake up and take a shot of of coffee right into your <laughs> right into your right into your arteries in the morning. Uh, and he he has a higher end product that he sells, and of course he has this agency, and a lot of this stuff is sort of showmanship to get bigger brands, and I totally get that. Um, but there's not a lot of people that do this stuff. Um, 
if I could make YouTube reviews on WordPress plugins and themes as awesome as it would as like a, a camera review um, or a, you know, a car review. I mean, these are products. These are hard, <laughs> hard products that you can touch, feel, look at. Uh, you know, they're, they're released only by maybe a dozen at most companies across the world or maybe a little bit more than that, but not hundreds of different developers or, you know, thousands of different designs. And they're all just slightly different. These are products that, you know, ship at certain times. They're, they're usually more expensive. Um, you can do awesome like B-roll and footage on that stuff. You can't really do that with WordPress themes and plugins. And I, I really tried my, my darndest to do stuff like that with Plugin Tub, but it was always just a screen recording. And it's difficult to mix in other creative content and still do that stuff every single day. Uh, and that's just not something that I, I would want to do. But my, my point is, if you step outside your comfort zone and and watch music artists, right? And see how they create and see the changes that they go over, you know, their span of their careers. If you watch, you know, video game streamers, look how they have the most dedicated audiences watching them every day and donating to them every single day. You really start to understand the, uh, the capacity of building an audience out there and that you might not need to be at as big or find as many people as these folks have uh, to grow your business, but it just sort of is an awakening moment. If you step outside uh, of your you know, typical WordPress or developer, developer bubble and see what's out there and see how other people you know, build their audiences, uh, it, it really gives you some good insights. And, and I hope that people can sort of see other people's you know, ways of doing things and opinions and sort of just pull from that and draw from that as inspiration and sort of work it into your business and your branding. Because I really think at the end of the day, uh, you, know, you don't want to have these blinders on. You don't want to have this tunnel vision. You want to be able to see what other people are doing because it's only going to help you in the long run. So having said all of that, talking about all of this stuff in, you know, in person and doing all these things, I do have something coming that I'm going to start testing out. So I'm not going to reveal the name of it yet. I'm not going to reveal how it's all going to be structured. But what I am looking for is I'm looking for people that are ready to pitch um, some new ideas. And if you remember, they, I had the Matterport uh, pitch contest where we had people on it was sort of like a shark tank. Um, I am sort of revisiting that again. So basically what I'm looking for now is if you have an idea, if you have a new business uh, that you're unsure of, you're, in st you're still in the idea phase, like you know how to sort of put it together, but you need to pitch the idea to somebody, reach out to me, go to manreport.com slash contact. Love to hear what your idea is. Uh, I would love to you know find out a little bit more and see if you're going to be a fit for this thing that I have going on. Uh, and if you're somebody that's out there who, hey, maybe I could be a mentor. Remember I remember I launched WP Mentor a while back. If you're looking for somebody to sort of give some advice to and maybe hear that pitch and say, hey, I would do it this way instead, reach out to me again, netreport.com slash contact. Got this little thing I'm going to be working on. Again, not really a podcast, but we'll see where it goes really in the infancy stages right now. But again, if you're looking to build this idea or launch an idea and you're still in that idea phase, reach out to me, netreport.com slash contact. So that's all I have for you in this episode. It is the prequel to season eight uh, launching really soon, hopefully within a week, uh, since you since, from the time that you hear this uh, in one week, we'll have the new episode out there. Really hope you enjoy season eight. Again, as always, hit the subscribe button. Uh, join us on iTunes. Uh, leave a five-star review. Really helps us get found. Watch the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash The Matt Report, uh, the videos of this season. Uh, so you have the audio, of course, through iTunes and the website. Uh, and of course, now the videos will also be published on my YouTube channel, so you can watch them there as well. 
What's your big challenge this season, right? What is the big thing that you have going on? I guess I shouldn't say for the season, but for the rest of the year and then into 2019, what's the big thing that you're working on? Uh, what's the thing that's either holding back your ideas or something that you're just working up to launch? I really want to know what everybody else is working on. I used to ask this question all the time, but I'm super interested to know where everybody's at. Again, change of WordPress has sort of happened. It's happening. Uh, I want to know where you find yourself. And if you're working up to something new, new job, new new track in the business, whatever it is, new product, let me know. Again, drop me a line uh, in the comments below or on the videos as I post them throughout the season. Hey, we'll see you in the next episode.